In this week's episode of Farmers Inside Track, we're connecting with Fumilani Ratitsanga, the CEO of Fruit South Africa. She says she never let her gender or the color of her skin undermine her capabilities. Then in our Health Squared Agri update, Marcia LaRue, sales executive at Agility Channel, talks about Agility's Agri Health Squared medical scheme. This is, of course, a must-read for future-focused farmers. Gauteng Bay chef Lesejo Barry Smooth Motse shares his secret to the perfect home-cooked South African meal. You'll also be empowered with a top tip from nutritionist Andrea Duplessis. Then on top of our reading list this week is a book called The Disruptors, Social Entrepreneurs Reinventing Business and Society by Gus Silber and Karen Krich. And of course, you don't want to miss our weekly AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Market with agri-economist Dr. Johnny van der Merwe. He highlights the latest price movements and expectations for the coming week. This is Farmers Inside Track, supported by Food from Zanzi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. Hey Mzanzi, welcome to episode 51 of Food for Mzanzi's weekly podcast called Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host Donumdo and you're listening to South Africa's leading farmers podcast. And I'm Duncan Vasua and today we kick off the show by introducing you to another mover and shaker in agriculture. Today's guest is Fumulani Rachitanga. Fumulani, it's been close to five months since you appointed the CEO of Fruit SA. How has it been so far? I've been CEO of Fruit South Africa for just over five months now. And the journey has been good so far. There's been a lot of learning, both personally and professionally, in terms of my role for the industry itself. I mean, learning from the best in the industry, people with many, many years of experience. So it's been exciting. And there's also been a lot of growth, both professionally and personally, which comes with the responsibilities associated with the job itself. What are some of your responsibilities at Fruit SA? My role as the CEO of Fruit South Africa is to drive collaboration between government and the fruit industry, to promote, amongst others, continued growth and competitiveness of the industry through gaining access to new markets and optimal retention of existing ones, and increased participation of black people in the fruit industry on an equitable basis. My responsibilities also involve uh, promoting the positive socio-economic impact of the fruit industry and representing the fruit industry on local and international platforms. So Fumulani, tell me, how did you end up in agriculture? I ended up in agriculture by accident. The plan was to study microbiology, but I could not study that. So I decided to enroll nonetheless for a degree in agriculture. And in the first year, I inquired a lot about the opportunities that exist in the sector. And I managed to connect with one professor, Professor Lisa Costin from the University of Pretoria, where I studied. And through my interaction with her, I got to know about a lot of opportunities that exist in the sector. That's how I got involved in the sector and ended up studying agriculture and pursuing it. Because the plan was that if I didn't like it, I would then switch in the second year and did something I liked. But I found myself enjoying it and then seeing opportunities that are still there. What advice would you give to young women in South Africa who'd one day want to occupy, you know, CEO positions in big agricultural companies? 
The advice I would give to young women in the sector who would one day want to become CEOs of big agricultural companies is firstly for them to believe in themselves, believe in their abilities and that they can be something big. And then also to learn, you know, you never stop learning, learning from those around you that you aspire to be and then learning from your peers as well who do better than you do. And yeah, believing in yourself, continue improving uh, yourself and your skills. And then also have the right attitude, you know. Don't say when you're given a job or you say, no, it's not part of my responsibilities. Learn as much as you can, wherever you find yourself. There's value in that. It may not be immediate, but it will pay off much later. That was Fumilani Ratitsanga, the CEO of Fruit South Africa. Coming up shortly, the latest movements in the fresh produce markets. But first, Marcia LaRue, the sales executive at Agility Channel, talks about Agility's Agri's Health Squared Medical Scheme. I'm joined today by Marcia LaRue. She is the sales executive at Agility Channel. Hey, Marcia, so great to have you with us. Hello, Dawn, and thanks for having me. So, Marcia, maybe you can start by telling us a bit about your work at Agility Channel, just a bit about yourself. I'm the sales executive, as you mentioned, um, for Agility Channel, which means I have the distribution team nationally, and where we ensure that both our advisors, the industries that we work closely in, and our members get assistance from us in terms of integrated solution offerings that we can do. Tell us a bit about Agility's Agri's Health Squared Medical Scheme. What is it all about? What does it entail? And basically what it offers farmers? Agility Agri offers the industry's most advanced and flexible solution to manage human capital risks effectively. So it allows for proper integration of products and services, measurable and tangible return on investment, fully personalized services, as well as tailor-made solutions, end-to-end product and service offering, and integrated reporting, which at the end of the day provides an ultimate outcome for a healthier, more effective, and more loyal workforce, improved industrial relations within the industry, reduced absenteeism, and then inevitably increased productivity. And what are some of the benefits that farmers should know and look out for? I think most farmers nowadays is very concerned about the health of not only their family, but also the people that work on the farm. And many future-focused farmers are thinking about how they can take care of people that work for them, but also ensure that if something happens, that they have somewhere to go and that they are supported by a medical scheme. You're absolutely right, Dawn. Definitely, your human capital risk management solution should definitely be as unique as that organization and the employees that these farmers and the agri-industry are looking for. Agility Agri-Solution, you can build your own cover with our comprehensive range of products and services, which ranges from 10 medical scheme options, ideally positioned across all income levels. We've got six gap and copay products suited for an individual or for employer group. We also cater three primary healthcare solutions, which is ideally, ideally based for your lower income staff. We also have a health card savings vehicle where you can build your own healthcare savings solution, where you have full control over your monthly contribution. You can also design your own employee wellbeing program where you can choose benefits and solutions that 
is required within your workforce, such as absenteeism management and HIV to VCT campaigns and face-to-face counselling. But it doesn't really stop there. We also have the solution for seven retirement funding investment portfolios, and where you can also choose your own group risk benefit. Compared with that as well, and part of our solution is also two rewards programs that we have available. And when we look specifically at an employer group, these employer groups with the employees could benefit then also from the free rewards program that we offer, as well as our complementary EWP core program, which has become fundamental within the workplace. And you've just mentioned some of the benefits, but why should farmers even consider it? Um, What are some of the other rewards and how does it impact them in the long term? As we know, Dawn, with the Black Swan events that we've been faced with, there has been a great need for tailored healthcare within our country, but also within the sector. In order for both the employer and employee to regain control and customize their cover to suit their financial and lifestyle needs, we've also seen over this year that downgrades have also has become a definite industry trend and most of all, the need for true quantifiable value. And this is definitely where it becomes important for the farmer to have a look at what is available there to really be purposely designed for the agricultural sector. So with our variety of options, we can definitely be sure that we can design a product or solution which uniquely combines savings options with a traditional benefit structure. We can offer a single fully coordinated service that eliminates multiple contact points, which causes a lot of administrative nightmares, a lot of time for your HR management to deal with these. And also that we can cater for all income levels by one scheme. As I mentioned, also our free rewards program gives these staff great access to fantastic discounts that really do cater for their lifestyles and the needs that they have. And our free employee wellbeing program gives the employee the opportunity to provide their staff with access to fundamental wellbeing points where they can definitely take care of their own personal needs. And with our integrated solution across agility, the other products that we have, it definitely makes a difference in their lives from a holistic point of view. You've mentioned that your income level it doesn't really matter at this at any point, and you obviously accommodate farmers, um, and it doesn't really matter at what level they are. And th- does the size of their farm ma- matter? Dawn, actually, no. We are able to look at any size of these employee groups. So yes, you were right, the income level also doesn't matter because HealthSquared has a variety of options designed for the agricultural sector to ensure we cover all income levels. And as I mentioned before, we also have the three primary healthcare solutions, which is also ideal for the lower income staff. So no matter the size, we will be able to provide you with an integrated solution. And is there anything else that farmers should know about this medical scheme that that they should be able to put together and have ready if they do consider it? We are very well known within the agricultural sector 
our plans are also very much customizable with the focus within the sector. So when it comes to giving advice within this specific industry, we are definitely there with the expertise and knowledge to assist these farmers getting the right benefit and structure that suits them. Perfect. Sounds interesting and very promising. And I'm sure that many farmers would be in touch with you and really considering how they can incorporate this new mindset and looking at how they manage and run the operations on a daily basis. Thanks once again for joining us, Marsha LaRue, sales executive at Agility Channel. Wow, mom, why did you put on this chicken? Well, I was trying a new recipe using grain-filled chickens. Oh, mom, this is amazing. You can't go wrong with 100% South African farm quality chicken. With a range of fresh, frozen and marinated products, make grain-filled chickens your number one choice. Grain-filled chickens from the farms of the Free State. Need we say more? If you want Quality. Ask for Grainfield Chickens at a leading store. Grainfield Chickens. Bring home the taste. Visit grainfieldchickens.co.za. From farm to fork, right here on Farmers Inside Track, we now check in with Gauteng-based chef Lesejo Barry Smooth Muwete, who shares his secret ingredient to a perfect home-cooked South African meal, baking powder. But, of course, you'll also be empowered with a top tip from our nutritionist, Andrea Duplessis, right after that. Chef Barry here. My secret ingredient would a royal baking powder because I use it in all sorts of forms from your stews, from baking, from doing omelets and souffles, pastries, crumbed meat, fish and vegetables and stuff. So it brings out the fluffiness in everything. It prevents a whole lot from collapsing, brings out the crustiness, it brings out the flavor in all sorts of cooking methods. And it retains texture and color of whatever ingredients that you'll be cooking by then. For instance, let's say if I do like your mashed potato, it brings like your light and fluffiness and retains it for like certain days. And yet again, let's say when you do like your crispy chicken pieces, it brings out the crustiness and yet again evenly taste. So that's my secret ingredient, baking powder. Hi, it's good to be back and to chat about nutrition. Now, if I think of cooking and baking and I had to pick one secret ingredient, it will have to be spinach. Now, spinach specifically because it's very nutritious. It contains lots of minerals like magnesium and iron that are important for our health. Magnesium is very good for your muscles. So, for example, for muscle recovery after exercise and to build muscle strength. But also remember your heart is a muscle. So research has shown that if you have heart problems, magnesium is really good for that. Then iron is another component that we find in spinach. Very good for your blood. So if you look at energy conversion in your body and the use of oxygen during exercise, the oxygen is carried by an iron-containing component in your red blood cells. So if you're very active and you often feel very tired, it's good to go for an iron test to make sure that you've got enough iron in your body. But back to spinach. Now, spinach 
is also one of my secret ingredients because it's the easiest vegetable to grow. In all my years of vegetable gardening, I find that's the one thing that's the easiest to actually yield a good harvest. It's not really a very fussy vegetable. It's very easy to grow. For cooking and baking, now if you talk about baking, you normally would think about cakes and things like that. But if you think of savory baking, for example, savory muffins, and really, really nice ingredient to add in there would be some caramelized onions and spinach leaves that you can chop up finely. You can sprinkle in a bit of cheese and that makes a really, really awesome savory muffin. If you think of cooking, often if I make any sauce, for example, a mince sauce, I would chop spinach leaves really fine and mix that into the sauce. It gives a bit of texture, flavor, and obviously lots of nutrition. So spinach is the secret ingredient. Thanks for joining us, Chef Barry and Andrea. For more great proudly South African recipes and, of course, even more daily inspirational stories about the farmers and agriculturalists to go above and beyond to feed South Africa, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at foodformzanzi and use the hashtag FarmersInsideTrack. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story. On top of our reading list this week is a book called The Disruptors, Social Entrepreneurs Reinventing Business and Society by Gus Silber and Karen Krieg. In a TEDx talk, one of the authors, Karen Krieg, talks about why they decided to write this book. So what is social entrepreneurship? It's a question I'm asked often and one I'm expected to have an answer for as I work here at the Gordon Institute of Business Science in social entrepreneurship. But my answer is long and rambling, and I notice people looking at their watches and hightailing it to the exit signs halfway through. And this was the motivation behind writing the book, is to really get an understanding as to what social entrepreneurship is in South Africa, to transform it from this intangible concept into a noun, something you can see, feel, and touch. I'd like to share a story with you, and it's a story of Ashley, Ashley's my guy at the traffic light, at the robot. Ash and I chat on my commute home from work, and I give Ashley money when I have it. But then, understanding some of the theories of development, I know that a predictable source of income is one of the best ways you can enable someone to take that first step up, to take that first step up out of their circumstances. And so, I started to give Ash a regular amount of money every Monday. But it was in writing the book that I realized I was answering a lot of the questions I had, but I wasn't actually leaving completely fulfilled because I was being left with more questions. And the big question that was sitting with me was, who is benefiting from this relationship between Ashley and I? Because sure, Ash gets money and I'm sure he can go and afford a box of cigarettes if that's what he wants to buy. But I would drive away every time with a deep sense of goodwill, a deep confidence in my humanity, a quiet knowledge that I am a good person. Am I a good person? Am I a good person? The act of giving is very anchored in benevolence. 
and benevolence means deliberate goodwill. Its opposite is malevolence, deliberate ill will. The thing about when I was being benevolent, this act of kindness, I realized that I was perpetuating a divide that we are urgently trying to eradicate in South Africa, and that is the divide of have and have not. In giving to Ashley, I'm a have, he is a have not. I'm fortunate, he's less fortunate, privileged, less privileged. But the thing about this flow of events is that benevolence underpins our charity, and charity underpins our social development. And I ask myself, are we deliberately, inadvertently, but still perpetuating the divide of inequality rather than bridging it through our social development? Sounds like a must-read for any entrepreneur. Remember to email your book suggestions to info at foodformzanzi.co.za. That's info at foodformzanzi.co.za. And from our book of the week to this week's AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Markets, here's Dr. Johnny van der Merwe, an agricultural economist at the Northwest University. Thank you very much, Don and Duncan. As mentioned, I'm Dr. Johnny van der Merwe, and this is your weekly AMT Fresh Produce Outlook on the Markets, made possible by Standard Bank. To stay up to date with the latest prices and news, subscribe to the AMT YouTube as well as Facebook pages. Also make sure to check out our weekly grain and livestock overviews for more information. But with that said, let's go and see what happened to the latest vegetable prices the past week. As we are moving towards the middle part of the month, we usually see slightly low demand which is coupled with lower prices. As a result, the potato price decreased by 6% last week to 59.83 per 10 kilogram bag, with higher supply levels also playing a significant role in driving these prices downward. For the coming week, we are expecting prices to continue downward due to these higher supply levels and of course the limited demand on the markets. Last week, the tomato price decreased by a further 22% to 5.73. The heatwave resulted in tomatoes to ripen more quickly and higher volumes the past two weeks, hence a significant decrease in prices. However, this created a shortage on the markets at the moment and we are therefore expecting prices to increase significantly over the coming week. The carrot price increased last week to 3.08 cents per kilogram with higher volumes and lower demand this week, likely to put downward pressure on this price. Looking into the onion market, the latest price traded on 3.96 per kilogram last week, with higher volumes putting downward pressure on this price. However, reigning key production areas are keeping volumes a bit lower than usual, but the limited demand this week may rather mean that prices can trend sideways rather than upwards. The Northern Cape production region will be in full swing in about two weeks time, also putting downward pressure on this price then. Other vegetable prices traded as follows. Cabbages on 2 rand 66, garlic on 37 rand 91, spinach on 1 rand 85, sweet potatoes decreasing to 6 rand 34, while the latest paper price traded on 12 rand 43 per kilogram. Looking into the fruit market, the banana price decreased by 9% to 9.70, mostly due to an increase in volumes as discussed in previous episodes. This trend is likely to continue to put pressure and downward pressure on this price over the coming week. The latest apple and pear prices remain stable, with apple prices trading on 7.98, while pear prices traded on 9.21 per kilogram. Low demand and constant volumes 
may result in these prices to trade sideways over the coming weeks. The orange price increased by 20% to 7.76 per kilogram last week with low volumes and very good amount still supporting these prices. As expected, the avocado price also increased by 11% to 28.15 per kilogram last week. The fact that the local table grape production season is a week or two late coupled with lower imports last week resulted in volumes to decrease by 47% week on week. And of course the price to increase by 39% to 96 rand 40 per kilogram. This is however only temporary and prices are likely to trend downwards closer to the weekend as local volumes are likely to continue increasing. The pineapple price traded on 966 while the lemon price decreased to 649 per kilogram. Interesting to note is that blueberry prices trading at around 12 rand per kilogram at the moment on certain markets due to high production levels and limited retail demand. The question now is whether high retail prices are limiting local demand and hampering the flow and growth of the local blueberry industry. It must also be mentioned that this is still a relatively young industry that still needs to find its feet in a very competitive market locally and internationally. Make sure to check out our weekly grain and livestock overviews which is also available on our Facebook and YouTube channels. Also make sure to stay tuned for Food from Zanzi for the latest in agriculture. This broadcast was of course made possible by Standard Bank. Thanks Dr. Johnny van der Merwe. Dawn, it seems like that's a wrap for this week then. Remember to our listeners, if you love the podcast, share it with your friends, your family members and fellow farmers. The Farmers Inside Track podcast is available for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Please stay safe out there and remember to always wear a mask. Also visit Food from Zanzi's COVID-19 support page for the latest updates and information. From me, Numdu, Duncan Masiwa and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team, have a great week. Until next time, bye. You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track podcast, supported by Food from Zanzi. For more information, find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za.